No, you listen to me. You... Look, thank you. Thank you. Knowing you, it, it's been the best part of my life. And the things, of, the things we've shared together, they have changed me. You're my family. I love you. I love all of you. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural in order. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, That's 12. Right. Season 12, That's episode right. 12, Chris. We're not, yep. we're 12, not 12, skipping baby. around. Mm-mm. That'd be a weird podcast. Let's pick and choose yeah. the episodes we want to talk it, about. Just, we're just going to roll the dice. Yeah. I know some uh, X-Files podcasts have just like actually like skipped episodes and just not talked about it. But man, I just oh. don't, I don't know how you would do that. Like you got to do them episode by episode, my dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Throwing a lot of shade on this imaginary X-Files podcast that I can't even <laughs> think of the name of. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to talk about this. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. It's been a, it's been a good weekend. We get to Sunday morning energy, so there's like 45 minutes worth of outtakes for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This episode is really really great. Like uh, I I did not know about it, and I think that helped a lot. Mm. I had never heard anybody talk about this episode. Nope. Um, uh, the 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 thumbnail and the little media application that I use uh, on my Shield TV. The thumbnail was just uh, a picture of Mary and Castiel, like looking up at the camera, like both of them completely confused. And I'm like, well, this has got to be a good episode if that happens. And uh, yeah. boy, was I right. <laughs> this is really good. This is, it doesn't do anything um, plot wise, super crazy. So I, I, you know, there's no like big emotional scenes. There, there, there is one thing, I was about to which say. I've seen people, I've seen people talk about this one thing and this one thing only. Um, but nobody other than that is like emotionally vulnerable throughout this or anything like that. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know why people talk about the episodes that they talk about, but this might be one of my favorite episodes of Supernatural. Easily. And I, Easily. I cannot remember the last time that I said that. This, um, is, this was a joy to watch. Before we get to our coverage of this episode, we are going to thank the patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, thank you very much for hanging on to us through craziness in the world. We, we very much appreciate it uh, yes. on that Patreon feed. We've been releasing commentary for the earlier episodes. We're up to the first three episodes now. 
Um, I think we've kind of settled into a rhythm where we may be doing like two of those a month, maybe. Yeah. So uh, go go check that out. Uh, I think a dollar a month will get you that. Like we don't we don't have that really liked behind anything. So um, go and you get a bunch of other content besides. So we really appreciate you guys doing that already, and consider it if you haven't already done so. Chris, what has been happening in season twelve? What's going on? Oh boy, last time on Supernatural, Dean. Do you know him? Dean Winchester. Oh, Winchester. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that guy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Dean Winchester. He was tragically stripped of his memories and his sense of self by a witch's curse. Unable to watch his brother disappear before his eyes, Sam called on his estranged girlfriend Rowena to help him fix his brother. Though Dean is now back to normal, the impending threats of Lucifer's unborn child, a broken deal with death, and the British men of letters still loom large over their heads. Nice. Good job, dude. Those are good. Kept it, kept it pretty it. light on that one. I you know? did. Sometimes uh, I go for the jokes and they just, you know, they don't really make any sense. Hey, sometimes you guess sometimes sometimes the jokes aren't there when you go for them, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. We are covering season 12 episode 12, Stuck in the Middle with you. Written by Davy Perez, directed by Richard Spate Jr. I got it right that time, people. Richard Great Spate Jr. directs Mary asks Sam, Dean, and Castiel to help for a case she's working on, but neglects to mention the British men of letters are involved. When Barry is double-crossed, everything is revealed. That seems a little extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Supernatural intern who has to write these. CW <laughs> yeah, intern yeah. that has to write these. Um, well, who is the guy that plays Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid series? Uh, David Hayter. So uh, every time, or Kiefer Sutherland. Or Kiefer Sutherland. No, yeah. Just kidding. That's Venom Snake. Just kidding. Boom. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> every time I see, every time Arthur Ketchup shows up uh, in this show, because I copy the co-star listings, and just in case we need it, um, it he's his name is David Hayden Jones, and I'm always like, well, oh. Solid Snake is in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Major. <laughs> just we get really excited. Uh, so uh, we're sitting down to tea with Ketchup. And he asked the camera for a story. We need to set the tone for this episode already mm-hmm. because um, this is what is basically a homage to Quentin Tarantino's movies. Yes. So we are going to have a episode that has like very similar to Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs where it's been chopped up and kind of rearranged in time. Uh, we're going to learn things that happened. We're going to learn with that things happened, but we're not going to learn them in a, you know, what am I, linear order they're all going to be all over the place we're going to jump around a lot there's going to be a lot of musical cues a lot of slow walking at the camera mm-hmm. there's a lot of references to quentin tarantino movies like almost every single movie at the, almost, the time like almost every shot is, is an homage to something yeah, yeah it's it's a lot and uh it's gonna make it pretty difficult to talk about uh because again we're gonna be jumping all over the time frame um and we're going to be talking a lot about like what this means and i think it makes it for a very entertaining episode of supernatural yeah. And I think Supernatural has uh, enough weight to it that it can it can pull off an homage like this and not have it feel cheap. It doesn't feel like it's um, like a shoddy copy of a of a Tarantino movie. It feels like instead of a shoddy copy, it feels like a good episode of Supernatural. And I think that it takes a cast and a crew that has been together as long as Supernatural and and you know has the the I guess experience that they do to really pull this off and to have it just work so well without it feeling cheap. Agreed. Um, and that's the key to me, is this doesn't feel like a copy of a Quentin Tarantino movie. It feels like a really good Supernatural episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen Supernatural attempt to do some of these things and just kind of feel not like a Supernatural episode. Uh, but this is this is very much like we're hunting something, shit's going wrong, 
we've got angels and demons and lore and and, and there's a team up and there's a yeah. there's a there's a bystander that's murdered like this feels really really good um even if it kind of expands on the lore in some in some weird and interesting ways which yeah. this is the first time that I've I think in a while that supernatural has expanded upon the lore where I've been kind of fully bought in at the beginning like like when yeah. they introduce these princes of hell and the, the like the idea of Michael creating specifically <laughs> creating a weapon to kill Lucifer, which is wow, passive yeah. fucking aggressive, dude. or just actually yeah. fucking aggressive. Um, all of this stuff really works for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, just so I guess to to start things off, this episode starts with Ketchup putting sugar in his tea or his coffee. I assume it's tea because he's British, and I'm I'm being uh, judgmental. Um, what what is with all these sugar into into drinks shots we've been getting? There was know, another man. episode, a couple, you know, the angel mm-hmm. who was putting like copious tons amounts of, of tons sugar, of sugar in his coffee. Yeah, and I was, I've been, I literally have been thinking about that since we recorded an episode about it. Why did they do that? Because he dies and we never see him again. So why did they they spend this time to give this guy this character moment? Did the did the actor choose it? Is it supposed to show that he's he's the indulgent type, despite the fact that he seems really serious, and that's how he fell in love with a human? I have, it's, I've been thinking about it since, and then they wow. do it again here. So I'm like, fuck! Interesting. Damn, <laughs> what does this sugar tell us about ketchup? It tells us that he's a very particular person. He doesn't like to make a mess. He doesn't like to leave little loose ends, because he pours the, the, the sugar into his spoon directly above the tea, so that nothing's spilling out anywhere. And then he puts the sugar down, and he drops the spoon into the whatever. It just it was so particular uh, that it... it made me think that this has to be informing us or informing me whatever about ketchup's personality. Do, okay. do you think that only British people put sugar in their tea? Um no, I just the way that he did it. Okay. Okay. So it's a very British way of of doing of doing Oh, I don't even know if that's British. It was just a very particular way okay, of doing okay. things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my great grandmother, when she would make tea, and of course we make southern tea, which is sweet tea. Um, she would put so much sugar in it that I would have to go to the dentist after having a couple of glasses. Oh. And because oh. I was a child, I would just drink the whole pitcher. Like I would immediately like, oh, this is this is this is a, this is dessert now. Yeah. This is sweet yeah. hyper dessert. Give me, uh-huh. give me, give me. <laughs> I could stay up all night playing Super Mario World with this. This would be great. Oh hell yeah! Um, so okay. he he so. asks for a story, and we go to five twenty p.m. This whole thing is going to take place over an evening. Um, title card over day. PM. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of these title cards. This is again just like uh, these are very much Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino movies. That's, this is a very big thing. Um, we've got a whole group of people at a breakfast diner. It's Dean, Sam, Castiel, Wally. <laughs> Everybody's oh, favorite. Our man hunter. Wally is back. <laughs> Wally dude. is back. Uh, we we may remember Wally from telling uh, the British Men of Letters to go shove it up their ass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also Mary. Uh, Dean is trying to hit on this waitress, but she's uh, kind of blowing him off, and instead calls Castiel handsome, and the yeah. whole table loses its mind. <laughs> yeah, everybody freaks out. It is incredible stuff. Have uh, you ever, Castiel doesn't know what to do with it. Have you ever been embarrassed for like having a girlfriend, like when you were a kid or anything? Like, have you ever gone through like the like I'm in fourth grade and a girl gave you a Valentine, and your parents are just ruthlessly shaming you? For I'm it? sure. I'm sure I Dude, have. Yeah. This, is, this has to feel what Castiel. That has to feel like Castiel's feeling right now, and I just don't envy it, it at like, all. 
he's like slowly kind of like getting into it and like you know all of our shipping aside this is just so funny to see dean's eyes light up oh (laughs) yeah he's so excited (laughs) it's my boy's chance (laughs) this is this is he called he tells mary later that this is a teachable moment for castiel yeah (laughs) like they get into i don't remember if it's here or later but they get into like you know waitresses like it's gonna be it's gonna really hard to convince them to to meet you afterwards but it's worth it because they smell like food all the time and everyone's like why is that a good thing (laughs) but wally wally is a hundred percent into it he's like yeah they smell like food this is great him and dean are bonding over food uh there's also just so many little like great bits of dialogue here where Mm -hmm. um dean is ordering his burger and then sam says to the waitress what's the wi-fi password and she says extra cheese and dean goes no, I don't want extra cheese. Just re- just regular, just regular burger. And she says, "No, that's the Wi-Fi password." And it's just <laughs> this joke that they come back to like three times for some reason. But I just loved it. The camera is circling around. We're looking at everybody at the table, just like uh, Pulp Fiction or not Pulp Fiction, the other Reservoir one, Dogs. Uh, Reservoir yeah, Dogs. This is, this is very and, much the scene where the everybody meets up at the beginning of the movie. But yeah. it just I, it, that that joke in particular, and it just makes Sam seem like such a fucking nerd because <laughs> he's trying to like download. Men of Letters files onto his tablet and put the Wi-Fi hilarious. diner yeah. sucks. He uploaded all Every- of the Men of Letters files into the fucking Google Cloud and can't access it yeah. now. Like, come on. Come on, Sam. Keep that shit uh, on a thumb drive. Uh, it's it's just good. This scene is funny. Eventually, uh, like, they get kind of raucous and Mary has to shut him up. Um, mm-hmm. s- screens down, <laughs> eyes up, and shut up. And Mary says, hey, we've got a target. Um, the target leaves his house at 8 p.m. gets back at 8.45 it's a demon. He's the demon is going out night fishing. Uh, Wally says that he was uh, kind of just passing through uh, this this particular town that the demon lives in when he saw that uh, there's been an uptick in cattle mutilations as well as virgin disappearances. Um, Dean helpfully says, "Well, cattle mutilations are classic demon signs, and virgin disappearances are classic horny demon signs." And I yeah. is that the first time that Dean has said the word horny? <laughs> I don't know. I truly don't know. Do you, um, do you think I'm going to say yes. Do you think I'm the demons yes. are that horny? Like, we haven't really seen a lot of demons get We've seen, I mean, <laughs> Ruby was pretty horny. Um, I mean, she had alter, ulterior motives. We, I mean, I kept making jokes to you about lust, but um, there, yeah, she was the, that one Sedley Devon Sedley. Sedley Sedley Deadly nope. Sins. Nope, Seven Deadly Sins uh, episode. There was a lust character. I don't know. I think demons are just horny if they feel like it, bro. Was it a, uh, Dean's a Dean himself is a virgin looking to get kidnapped? When, so. when Castiel lost his virginity, uh, something that mm-hmm. didn't actually happen in canon. We just made it up to, to talk about on an episode. But um, was that a demon or a reaper? That was a reaper, right? Like the like that was a reaper. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway. The waitress comes back, uh, and in a in an unscripted moment, apparently, uh, Castiel, as she's putting the food down, Castiel leans over and sniffs her hair, and she doesn't even notice. <laughs> uh, apparently, totally unscripted, and the 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 poor actress had to like see this happen on the screen later, and was like, "Oh my oh. god, I can't believe you did that." Uh, oh. um, Dean. Like is like, hey, what time are you getting off? And she goes, anytime. Or how? Wh- what did she say? What time? He do you asks get off? on behalf of Castiel. He's yeah. like, hey, uh, you know, my my shy handsome friend here would like to know what time do you get off and she said as as often as possible or something, something like, like that? that yeah implying that she likes to have orgasms chris that's the... she was what is she austin powers Ooh. <laughs> i don't remember the what does he say oh behave is that is that yeah. austin powers yeah <laughs> but everybody's having fun everybody's having a good time everybody's having um, a lot of fun um and basically they, they kind of st- talk a little bit more about the thing and mary says everything is going to be fine smash cut 
Mary is now pulling a bloodied and almost dead Castiel into a house. Sam and Wally are fighting off demons. Sam is able to kill his. Wally is immediately killed. As the as the demon comes and stalks over to Sam, Dean gets her from behind. Splash screen. Yeah. Whoa. Fucking intense, Whoa. Chris. Intense. There's uh, a de- and then as the demon before it gets killed by Dean is saying like, "Oh, I'm, I can't wait to brag about killing Sam Winchester." So as soon as the demons pretend like they know the boys, that's when I know like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, this is this some is gonna real be shit. An this, is, this is an episode with a capital fucking ep. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> uh, capital ep, dude. This is a capital capital ep episode. Ep episode. Uh, another splash screen. Uh, the wounded angel. Uh, Castiel. Ooh. This is this is in the morning time. So this is uh, before the diner scene again. We're going to be jumping around all over the timeline here. Uh, Castiel is listening to like what sounds like fire and brimstone, like preacher stuff on the AM radio. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sam and Dean arrive. They're meeting up with Mary and Wally meeting Wally for the first time. Um, They kind of have a quick aside about Lucifer's child. Wally is like, Oh no, you guys are serious. I'm way out of my, I don't know. Why am I hanging out with you people? Every single person. I hunt hunt Rugers. I hunt Rugers. (laughs) That is it. I I didn't know y'all were bringing me to an episode. So with a capital ep all right <laughs> I'm, i am straight lowercase ep all the way yeah. man i want to put my vest on or something man this is a lot you can, <laughs> i'm gonna go back to that episode with the hunter funeral where i could just talk about the four <laughs> wendigos i killed and that dude yeah. breaking my record for killing five in one night oh, oh shit was wally in that one i know he wasn't but i hope no, he was I anyway so. um, then we just get a slow-mo walk <laughs> What is this? I know what this it, is. They're not, like, they don't even go anywhere. This, is this them going to the diner? This is like, them going into the diner. Yeah. I, um, uh, I don't, it's been a long time since I've seen Reservoir Dogs. I don't remember. Like There was a lot of slow walking in that movie. I don't remember this slow walk to the diner, though. And if it's if it's not, and that's just like what they decided to do, then that's great. Like Either way, it's hilarious yeah. to me. I'm, I'm into it's just, it. It's like a it borderline just a gag. <laughs> like, But at the same time, because everything has been moving already at a breakneck pace, and the directing has been so intense so far, even though it is kind of a gag, and also you just go like, "All right, baby, let's All do right. this. Yeah, let's, 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 let's keep, let's keep it going." And there's, I think, during this is our first like, um, it's not Sergio um, Leone, is that the guy? Who's the, the director? Sa- no, this no. The who's the soundtrack director? That just Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's not that, but it's like very much almost that. Like they probably couldn't afford to get Morricone music. Yeah, yeah but it's very yeah. much like the the old west stuff that you would see. And again, yeah, we get old west know. music throughout this whole thing, and it's yeah, fantastic. Very good. Um, so we go back to breakfast. Uh, now they are discussing the plan, which is to wait for the demon to leave to infiltrate the house and then to ambush the demon when it comes back we slam boom right back over to the demon's house that night sam is uh is, is laying down some traps some demon traps dean is loading up the devil trap ammo love when they like remember that devil oh, yeah. trap ammo is a thing super cool uh i just was thinking during this since you know he shoots him and it doesn't work at first spoilers for one second from now but i started thinking what if the boys were going up against something that they weren't sure about just put Put a silver bullet in there. Put a devil's trap bullet in there. Put a witch killing bullet in there. I don't know how guns work. Can you put different bullets? I'm sure if they fit, that's fine. Just put all the different bullets and then just fire a couple times. And now you've covered your bases. Yeah, good. yeah, absolutely. This is a really good idea. Like if you could make, because you know they have the quick load uh, loaders that like you remember that yeah. from like the Dark yeah. Tower series, right? Where you would just yeah. you can just slam six bullets in there. Like have one of each, right? Just slam. Yeah. Somebody write this fan fiction. I will write it in the next PayPal. Dean's a quick trigger finger. He can pull. He can bust out all six real he quick. Can bust no six sweat. shots for no. Sweat, my dude. Most and if it's sweat. a human, well, then it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, then it's going to be super a super dead human. 
It's another. If it's unless it's that silver one and it's aimed at Sam Winchester because he's eating that shit. If it's uh, if it's just a poor like child service worker that like in that episode yeah. earlier this season, then she'll just be dead. Um, Castiel comes to the house looking for Mary, who uh, exit this, who comes in via a door. Um, and it doesn't look like a bathroom, but she says she was in the bathroom and she gets a little nervous on the, on jobs. Mm-hmm. And Castiel helpfully says, ah, you're a nation. I understand. Yeah. Cast goes, ah, taking a big dump, huh? <laughs> um, Wally calls and is like, yo, this demon is coming back. Uh, Mary and Castiel kind of prepare. So do Sam and Dean. This is a long tracking shot between the four of them from the mm-hmm. back of the house to the front of the house, which is extremely good. Tracking shot is like a shot that has no cuts. Um, so mm-hmm. this isn't like a super long version of that that you get that, that I'm, I'm in love with tracking shots. Like I, I could like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that shit. Hey, this one's not trying to impress you. It's not trying to like be cool about having a long tracking shot. It's just using it effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we're going to do this for 45 minutes. Like it's just a really good shot. Um, it's, yeah. it's how I kind of wish a lot of these were done a lot of time. Um, yeah, this is this this style of direction. It doesn't have to be this energetic all the time, mm-hmm. but just these different techniques that are being used really brings what could easily be a standard monster of the week episode. I mean, it's not, but it could it make it makes a standard episode a hell of a lot more exciting. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the demon is whistling as it gets closer, which you may recognize from um, Kill Bill. Sorry, took me a little bit. Oh, <laughs> yes, um, not whistling the same song. <laughs> First um, CD I ever bought for some reason was the Kill Bill soundtrack. It's okay. It's a good one. It's got that. My baby shot s- me down, which I almost used yeah. for a Dark Souls PvP video one time. I was in uh, sixth grade. I bought that, and then I bought Hybrid Theory by Lincoln Park. Okay, after. okay. So yeah. that's you're getting a good mix there of new metal. I don't and know actual why. Music. I had a yeah. gift card to a record store, and I bought the Kill Bill soundtrack. Kill Bill soundtrack. That's just Volume One too, because Volume Two soundtrack yeah, had not been out by then. Nice. No, no, no. Um, so the demon is whistling as it gets closer. He approaches the door. Everybody's tensed up. Uh, Dean squares, squares up with the gun in front of him. The demon walks in, looks just kind of like a normal dude. Uh, and Dean lets loose with the bullets who don't even seem to affect the dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam jumps out from behind the door, stabs him. Sam was just crouched hiding behind the door, which why, is hilarious. Why would you make your tallest guy in your shortest position? <laughs> make the smallest person do smallest, it, not the biggest person. This should be Wally's position. If Sam was on lookout, he could literally see above the trees and see that mm-hmm. they would have mm-hmm. much more time to prepare, is all I'm saying. Unbelievable stuff. Sam stabs him with the demon knife. No effect. Uh, Castiel and Mary appear on seeing Castiel he identifies him as an angel and then immediately goes completely aggro and attacks him Um, the angel angel's eyes flash yellow holy shit yellow eyes and And my my notes I just want stream of consciousness here I won't just from the standard he has yellow eyes to what the fuck what the fuck with lots of question marks (laughs) no one's ever gonna see it but that was just how I felt in that moment (laughs) I love it I love it Uh, the demon traps Mary and Castiel in the kitchen Um, Castiel is able to tackle this demon and Mary is able to get away but Castiel is thrown out the window yeah dude Um, he says hi to Mary he says like hi sweetheart or something like that I genuinely genuinely thought that that dude was going to be an actual yellow eyed demon at that point I thought it was Azazel dude but then I was like but wait he didn't recognize Sam or Dean like what is going on so that's clearly just to mislead us I think but um fuck (laughs) this whole time I was just like what the fuck what What the the fuck fuck? what the fuck (laughs) um so Castiel gets thrown through the window 
uh, more demons show up out of nowhere. Uh, Dean takes off for to try to help Mary when Sam and Wally start to fight them. Obviously, we've seen the outcome of this fight already. We've seen this is we're still mm-hmm. in flashback mode here. Um, the demon comes out of the house and is stalking towards Castiel when it reaches behind its back and manifests a fucking lance. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, dude. Dude. <laughs> this is some shit, dude. Episode with the capital Ep. Dude, My man. This is, let, me, let me get a capital Ep on that lance right there because that shit <laughs> was popping off, dude. I love this effect. I love how cool it is. He dude, just puts you ever, the, Dude, you ever manifest a lance with the boys? <laughs> I just want to be manifesting lances with the boys. Dude, you ever go up back and just manifest a lance All with the boys? All they ever want to do is go get wings and talk about the dark room, but I want to manifest a lance. Uh, dude, it is. This is one of the coolest effects I've seen in Supernatural ever. This is this so was fucking rad. baller. You could tell it was going to be cool as it was manifesting oh yeah. i even knew what it was i'll be honest i was hoping it was a sword i'll be real with you okay i, 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 I had the thought while you're watching this <laughs> if that was a sword it would be like maybe 20 percent yeah. cooler and chris would be losing what his if, mind right now but it is still a pretty I mean, dope we've weapon. seen some swords we've seen some usually single-handed swords the demons or the the angel blades or whatever those are those are little guys what if this dude just manifested like a two-hander, dude? A fucking um, claymore. Like a fucking z- Zwei-hander. You know what I'm saying? A die-katana. <laughs> <laughs> just some big-ass shit. I'd be like, Castiel, you, fu- you fucking die this episode, my friend. Uh, he stabs, this demon stabs Castiel. Um, it's been a long time since mm-hmm. I've seen an angel. Uh, not long enough. Um, wow. Castiel is, is crawling away and the demon is stalking towards him. And again, I have to just remark about like how incredibly energetic and like just a hundred percent into this. I was like, I'm, mm-hmm. I am glued to the screen right now, barely even able to, to write a note and, and to try to keep up with this, which I'm glad I was it's doing the, because it would be hard yeah. to keep up with. Otherwise I had to pause and rewind several times, Me but too. Um, yeah. it's, it's fun to get so wrapped up in the action of an episode that you don't even care what's going to happen. You just want to find out what happens. Like, obviously, it would have been really sad if Castiel just died forever. But I was like, if in that moment, if this dude had taken down Castiel and just killed him, I would have just been like, what the fuck? What's, oh, dude, what's I would have been, like, been losing my mind. Yeah, That's it wouldn't have be... been like I wouldn't have been sad or, or like upset or, or mad at them in that moment. I would have just been losing my shit because so much is happening so fast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. As, as Castiel is crawling away and trying to get away from this demon, out of nowhere, Mary with the fucking Jeep comes and just Dude. plows into this demon, sees, sees it flying, and is able to grab Incredible Castiel. Um, and this, we go from here back to the cut that we've seen the fo- before, which is Mary bringing him into this house all bloody. Um, yeah. At this time, we see Sam calling Mary, Mary telling them where they are. Castiel is bleeding like crazy. He's just got these open wounds in his stomach and he's going hazy. And then mm-hmm. smash cut, 9.05 p.m. So we, we're skipping yes. ahead just a little bit. Just a few minutes. I would just like to say that I, you know, she hit the, the demon with her Jeep. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that he just, he didn't get back up based on the, the sheer audacity of her hitting him <laughs> with her car. He's just laying there like, did she really just fucking run my ass over? <laughs> 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 what if the outtake is literally just him looking up like what in the fuck are you serious he's just right trying now? to figure out he's not hurt at all but he's looking up at the sky suddenly and he's just trying to figure out how the fuck that I-, I was just walking towards that angel a second ago how the fuck did i get over here and he's just watching watching the tr- jeep drive off like oh my god I ran a, me over. I'm a motherfucking prince of hell, and you hit me with the fucking 2004 Jeep. What the, the fuck? audacity? The fucking audacity of these humans! Jesus Christ! Oh, um, 
The boys bust into the barn. Yes. Yo, what's up? My man Wally? Dead. He died, bro. Mm -hmm. He died, bro. Um, And then, you know, they kind of break off Sam and Mary, and then Dean runs over to Cass. um, And Mary tells Sam that this demon had yellow eyes. Which is obviously a big deal. And if you're listening to this podcast, we shouldn't have to tell you how crazy that is. Yeah. Sam's like, no, we killed him 10 years ago. (laughs) Like... Pretty sure we took care of that. Do you think Mary knows all the shit that they went through? Do you oh think yeah, they, they caught her up. They, they've caught her up, dude. Like they've they've so mom. Like um, I would assume that like when they gave her the journal, that they've been updating that journal, right? Like Sam, Sam mm-hmm. is like again, Sam is the scrapbook. Sam and John Winchester are scrapbook kings. Uh, they love to yeah, scrapbook. That's right. So they, he's right. been inserting pages into there and like filling out everything that they've been doing and like Lindland, like and putting it in a narrative, right? Or yeah. they could just give her the fucking supernatural books, right? Like they they could. here's the novelizations that God wrote Simple. about us. Yeah. Simple. Um, um, splash screen. That's pretty rough. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, splash screen. Mother Mary. Eleven hours ago. Um, it's ten o seven a.m. Ten o seven a.m. The yellow eyed demon is walking out of his house to go fish. Wally, I don't do a lot of fishing, but I feel like you got to get out there earlier than that. That's just night me. fishing. Is it can be a lot of fun. Night fishing is fun. Oh, he's so he's getting he's getting to set up for some night fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these he's. Been, I'm thinking you got to get out there at five a.m. You got to get on get out on the water before all the other fishers get there. You know no, no. Sometimes sometimes you want night fishing so you can catch those bigger fish. I got gotcha. you. I, I know all about that in Animal Crossing, yeah, bro. Yeah, you don't got to tell yeah. me. The sharks don't even come out until four p.m. There so. you go. There you go. Yeah, he's he's just looking for the sharks that are in <laughs> whatever town this is that I did not write mm-hmm. down. Um. Wally and Mary are kind of on are staking out these people. Uh, Wally is asking Mary why she needs help with this demon, um, and she says, "Like, I, it's easier to say that you found the demon than me because uh, Sam and Dean won't ask a lot of questions." So mm-hmm. off the bat, and we knew this, like we didn't mention this, but Mary had gotten a weird phone call at breakfast. She just kind of dismissed was another hunter. We obviously saw the urination thing. Uh, something suspicious was there. We we knew something was going on. What do, um, we did we did see the urination thing, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, or I guess we talked about the urination thing. Um, <laughs> whatever we did, it, it was very smelly. Um, it was and it was natural. Whatever yeah. it was, <laughs> capital ur urination is yeah. what we're talking about. Uh, she has a what is a very obvious to me British men of letters file on the demon. Um, mm-hmm. and Wally's like, Hey, you know, they gave me the same pitch of like all of these cool toys or whatever. Can you trust them? You know, you have to ask what's the catch. And Mary says that she's taken out a, like dozens of vampire packs and werewolf nests. They've taken down a ghoul. Um, like they've, they've been a really big help to her, but she doesn't necessarily say that she trusts them at all. No, but they've been doing some extreme hunting. Extreme. They've been doing a lot of hunting. Um, we go back to breakfast. Um, this time we see that there's a brief aside about the British men of letters. Like they, they talk about Mm -hmm. them just briefly. And again, time jumps all over the fucking place. We go to eight 32 PM as the team is approaching the house before all the shit went down. Yeah. Um, nothing was warded so they can just go in there and start setting up their traps. Um, Sam asks Mary if she's okay with really doing any of this. She brushes him off because she's like, yo, (laughs) I'm like deep in this shit. You actually have no idea. I told Wally about all the shit I've been doing, but you don't actually know how deep in this I really am. And then, what does Mary do? She sneaks off down to the basement. What's she up to? What is Mary up to in there? She ain't Lie, peeing. Lying about urination, number one. Yeah. <laughs> or if I had a nickel for every time somebody lied about urination, I swear to God. Um, yeah, she starts snooping around. The basement is filled with uh, statues and Renaissance artwork like I used on the season four podcast art. It's true. Um, and she finds one particular painting that we saw in 
her uh in her little manila folder from the um british men of letters earlier she takes down that painting off the wall there's a safe behind it she holds up some sort of a magical device to it opens the safe a there's magical a, there. a magical safe cracker where yes. is my spinoff <laughs> this is, is my this spin-off is so much shit I want, yes. I, I, give me the supernatural heist movie please please we're begging you uh only a few episodes left in the series we need you to get one in there um they she so she she opens up this box that was inside the safe and another uh tarantino reference of course a, a light glows out of the box illuminates her face but we don't see what it is now at the reveal at the end of the episode shows us that that item does not glow yeah i don't understand did they just have like an effect on the box did the guy have like some motion detected leds in there that he just turned bright yellow like i've got those in my cabinet so when i open the cabinet i can see in the back right like oh that's great i didn't know that was yeah yeah. i never really thought about that but i mean like i don't just put them in random boxes like (laughs) it seems a little ridiculous so it's either just an effect for us um which is a fun just a fun trick or um you know that you just. I think it's just, a, it's just it's just fun, right? Like it's just yeah. a it's a neat way to to tease whatever's in here. Um, yeah. She goes up and she tells Castiel she's in the bathroom, and then we see a brief montage of all of the bad stuff happening, and we zip to nine oh three, where Mary is trying to tie up Castiel's wounds, and she texts her. Uh, she opens her phone and texts her contact Hobbits. And it basically is like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, what is yeah. going on? Uh, like, and they obviously this is the British Men of Letters contact, and they say we got bad intel. You need to get out. And this is where Sam and Dean show up. And I like the way they really, I love the way they do this because the first time that we saw this scene, they split up, and we saw Mary and Sam having a conversation. And this time, Dean goes over to Castiel, and we see that conversation. So even though we're yeah. like overlapping, we're still seeing different sides of what is happening in the room, and it just. It's just a fun. It's just a quality. It's an app, dude. It's very good. App. It's very good. So the, I knew this shit was getting serious for Dean when so he goes over to Cass and he's like, "Hey, you'll heal up. Like you're gonna have to just heal, you know, the old fashioned way." Meanwhile, Cass is looking like cracked porcelain with these black <laughs> veins going everywhere. Like he's he's not looking good, uh, and he can't heal himself. Something's poisoned him. Um. So as as Sam or as Dean sort of starts to realize, holy shit, he's dying. He yells over to Sam, who doesn't immediately answer him, and then Dean says, Sammy, and that's when I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that was Dean saying, our friend is about to die, Sammy, come over here. Like, when he switched from Sam to Sammy for that second call out, I knew that Dean was breaking down. Dean was was breaking down, man. That is, And it's a subtle little character thing that, like, we wouldn't pick up on if it wasn't a show with this much history. Like, it just, I, I think that's really great. That's a, a tiny, great piece of writing. I, I, yeah, whenever you see Dean um, like stress asking for Sammy, I think that's I think mm-hmm. that's some good shit. When the writers remember, that's a thing. That's some good shit. Yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, fucking Crowley appears. It says, "You yes. idiots, you're all going to die." Just um, this is like what the halfway point of the episode, and just having Crowley so suddenly show up. Um, I, did they show the credits at the beginning? I don't know if they did. I don't think that they did. Yeah. Um, or I just w- I wasn't paying attention either way. But I didn't not expect him to be in this episode. So to have him show up at this you know late juncture because normally when a guest star is going to be in there, we're you know teased to it pretty early on. We yeah. see Rowena playing poker or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just him suddenly showing up when all seems lost. I was like, oh fuck, it's Crowley. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, they did because of the uh, because of the surprise at the end of this episode. Um, they yeah. I think they did all of the special guest stars at the end. Um, gotcha, I, gotcha. I, I think I remember reading that in the in the, in the trivia. Um, this is the first time uh, Crowley and Mary have met. Um, and he says like something like, oh, you know, it was it's nice to meet you. And she's like, if you touch me, you're going to die. Yeah. Um, 
He's like, all right. Crowley, Crowley <laughs> basically fills them in on everything. Uh, mm-hmm. First off, the demons that attacked were his, trying to keep people away from this yellow-eyed demon. He is not apologetic whatsoever about uh, killing Wally. Um, and he asked them if they, any of them recognized the name Ramiel. And of course, nobody does, because nobody does their homework but Castiel. Mm-hmm. And Castiel knows, oh yeah, this is, this is a prince of hell, but all of the princes of hells are supposed to be dead. Um, yeah. we are, we get told that the princes of hell are the oldest of demons. So the, they they were the first converted. Yeah. After, first generation after Lilith after converted Lilith. Yeah. specifically by Lucifer. And they were supposed to be hell's generals like Azazel with the uh, mm-hmm. yellow eye demon that we are familiar with. And then Chris halfway through the episode, Boom. they hit us with the six years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's just some shit, man. So this puts us back in season six, like right after Lucifer and Michael have just been tossed into the cage. Yeah, this is so good. And like they, they reference really stuff that was happening in season six. It's so mm-hmm. fucking good, man. Um, this is, this is Ramiel's house. This is the yellow eye demon's house. Um, he's just chilling by the fire, polishing up the old clock, watch thing that he's got clock watch uh, yeah i love a good clock watch. everybody loves a good portable clock watch uh <laughs> crowley shows up and uh we get a splash screen that says mr crowley um mm-hmm. he introduces himself as the king of the crossroads and i like there's a real subtle audio touch here that when he says king of the crossroads the there's like a cuckoo clock somewhere in the house so you can hear it go cuckoo cuckoo oh, oh that's, <laughs> so, that's cool it has to be on purpose like somebody there was yeah, like fucking yeah. Uh, really, really just hammering Crowley for some reason. It was reason. actually, yeah, it, it was kind of cool to hear him say King of the Crossroads, though, because he's been King of Hell for so long. Yeah. But it just, I don't know, it really brought me back to hear him say King of the Crossroads. Um, and it's interesting because we know that Crowley became the King of Hell after Lucifer. Mm-hmm. But to just see a little bit, just a little nugget of how he got there, that he didn't immediately just go for power. He, he went after the next leader so that he could, you know, then get in his pocket or whatever. But um, I don't. I don't know. I actually really, I liked this small this small little change to think. Me too. I think this is this is really good. Um, it's a, a little bit of depth to this this whole idea of him becoming king. Um, he brought gifts. Uh, the first of which is Michael's lance, and as he gives it to Ramiel, we see that it's the same lance that he like manifested. Uh, this is of course made by Michael, the archangel, and it kills bad things extremely fast, but it kills good things slow and painful. Uh, and of course it was only made for Lucifer to kill, excuse me, Michael to kill one person, Lucifer, and he wanted that pain to, to last. Wouldn't Um, it have been good if they had that sucker a couple episodes ago? Dude, what? (laughs) It could have been extremely useful. Crowley, you were there. (laughs) Um, but, uh, Ramiel like runs his hands over it and has got these like cool runes all over it. That's going to be a clue to what we're going to do with it later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Crowley says he's also got a second gift this time, not from the all of hell, but from him personally. And it's the box we saw earlier and Ramiel opens it and it glows and he's super impressed. Um, and this is Crowley's pitch to Ramiel to be the king of hell. He's like, you know, we mm-hmm. Lilith is dead. Lucifer is in the box. Like you, you got to come and lead us. And Ramiel's like, nah, bro, I got, I got to go fish. <laughs> fish yeah. are biting tonight, my dude. I do not want to rule hell whatsoever. Yeah. He's like, Azazel wasn't a, a fanatic. He was obsessed with Lucifer's plan, but the rest of us we're chilling, dude. We don't, we don't want anything. We don't give a shit about hell. We're not interested. Um, he, so he's just like, why don't, why don't you be king? <laughs> Crowley, you seem like, you know, scummy enough and ambitious enough that you'd, you'd want to pull this off. Um, just, you know, I'll just leave us alone. Just forever leave us alone. You go be king. 
it's all good. Um, but hey, I mean, if there's ever any trouble, we'll we'll blame it on you because you're you're going to be the new king. Um, he also mentions that his uh, that Azazel out of all of the princes was the only one that was like super into the whole general of hell thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He yeah, doesn't want to do anything, fanatical. and he kind of mentions um, Asmodeus and Diagon. Uh, Diagon being the sister is like Asmodeus is doing his own thing and Diagon has her little pleasures or whatever and I'm extremely hopeful that we get to meet Asmodeus and, and Diagon because yeah. I think that's just yeah. very cool um, we go back to the present um, I guess not the present we go back to Crowley meeting the boys um, on this night and he tells them um, his demons were there to keep everyone away from Ramiel, which like, can mm-hmm. you, can you please get better demons at doing this? Like you just let the Winchesters yeah. roll up. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> they just, they just snuck through the woods. It wasn't really like they was that yeah, big. Also demons- Mary and Wally were camped out in the driveway for an hour and a half <laughs> earlier. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, when I go to that little place in North Louisiana, like they have a picture on the wall, do not let me sign a check in there, right? Like I'm just saying, you can do the same thing for the Winchesters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't pass any bad checks. Don't don't, don't worry, worry. <laughs> <laughs> My picture is not literally on a wall somewhere. <laughs> Very specific um, though. Uh, Sam and Dean both say that, like, yo, um, oh, he he tells them about the the um the spear, right? Or excuse me, the lance. Um, and they yeah. say, hey, there's got to be a cure. You know, we're, we, we've always we've been winning all the time. We're just gonna we're gonna take down Ramiel. Like we've we took down everything else we've been in. And Crowley makes this point of like, yeah, like you guys have been you're kind of on a roll, but you had a lot of time to prepare and a lot of help. Like Crowley doesn't have that much time. And Dean says, hey, either you're gonna stay and help or you're gonna leave. And then he just fucking bolts. Boom, out of there. Well, okay. Um, another slam, another title card. Nine oh seven p.m. Ramiel strolling up to the barn. He's whistling again. And then Crowley's out there to talk to him. Um, he's just like, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's, those are my pals in there. Or those are not, not, not my friends. They're my allies. They have, they, they have their uses. Um, so, you know, maybe don't kill them. Uh, Ramiel here says that there's three humans with one good liver between them. Love it. I just want to know who's got the good liver. Um, no, no. I think that they all have a third is of it good thir- liver. Yeah. They all have a third. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah. you know, I was thinking Sam, Sam's a little bit healthier, but I don't think Mary's that unhealthy. You know, she's just, she's so, I think your your statement is better. I think, um, I think Solus Sam probably did a real number on that dude's oh, liver. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and I don't know. Some, I don't yeah, know there's some things you can't undo. <laughs> I, I don't know what demon blood does to a liver, but I bet if it was my doc, if I told my doctor I'd been drinking demon blood, she'd be like, well, we need to increase your metformin dosage. Like, we gotta, I mean, we're going to have sure. to help you out. <laughs> There's a magical quality to demon blood that was giving him more magic power, more demon yeah. magic power, right? And it was but probably still a liquid that his body's got to process. It was probably and, his and, magical liver that was giving that. You know, it was distilling. Yes, the he's still got to piss that out. So, <laughs> talk about urination with a capital R. <laughs> Why do you think that dude nuts blood, Chris? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's the cool. This explains so much. We're getting into the it. The liver couldn't handle it anymore. It's an episode with a capital F. <clears throat> Woo! All right, so um, yeah. Um, Crowley wants to make another deal. Um, but yeah, before, before that's, that's going to happen. Romeo just tosses this dude back into the barn where the boys are and Crowley's out. He's not getting back up and Romeo just strolls in behind him. Yes. Um, it's, we, we missed a scene here and I just want to call it out because I was so, um, just so engrossed by these magical brass knuckles um, in the very first episode of the season. I'm really glad they make an appearance here where like Dean has, them, Oh yeah. And he's, he's, he's like, I'm about to bust some magical ass with these brass knuckles. Yeah. I'm loving it. We get the, the real barn burner um, <laughs> fucking title card. And then um, 
we cut back to Crowley as he, you know, first disappeared from the barn. Mm-hmm. And then 9, 12 p.m., we see Castiel in there. He's dying. He's suffering. This this black goo is, is kind of spreading through him. Um, and now he starts getting real. Castiel starts thanking the boys, saying, you know, knowing them has been the best part of his life. How they've changed him. They're his family. He says, I love you. I love you all. Um, and I know this is a big, this is a big Dean Cass moment, but I really was just kind of seeing this as somebody saying goodbye to, to his family. I was too wrapped up in, um, I don't know, the stakes of it all to, to like have my, my shipper glasses on, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, but it's, it's, it's serious. And, and I guess I just was at this point, like, I know Cass isn't going to die. I don't know why. And everything was moving so fast that just any second now, I'm just waiting for something to fix it. Um, And Castiel says, you know, run. I don't want the last thing that I see to be watching my family die around me. Um, And uh, of course, they're like, no, we're not. We're not leaving you. You just said we're family. Like, we're not leaving family behind. So they um, they got to fight for him. The amount of um, emotion and just like the glances exchanged between. Um, Dean and Cass specifically, but kind of this entire family unit that we have right now mm-hmm. is 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 really significant. And the fact that they were able to, and obviously, like it's it's not a cheat, but like somebody is dying, like emotions are like it's a it's an easy shortcut to get a lot of emotion out of a scene to yeah. be like, oh yeah, the. But at the same time, even though I kind of knew that Crowley, or excuse me, Crastia wouldn't die in this scene. I, I, like you said, I was still like way into the stakes. Like what's going to mm-hmm. happen? Like how mm-hmm. is he going to die? Like, are we going to have to go? Like he's already killed Billy. And like, that's probably like, it was going to yeah. play into that. Like I didn't, I know Castiel is still around in season 15. Like you see him on fucking TV guide covers or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. but you know, supernatural, like a thing existing and how you get to that thing are always two totally separate things. So I was really, right. I just didn't really know what was going to happen. And I was kind of wrapped up into it. And like the, the again just the amount of emotion that they get out of this very short scene but they they are really hammering home this season how much of a winchester that castiel is whether it's been really really great i think this is one of my favorite seasons for castiel ever yeah um i've always sort of disliked angels and i i felt for a long time like a scary castiel or the more intense angelic castiel that we got in season four was kind of the best version of him and there's been, you know, just different shades of him throughout the last few seasons. But this season with where he, especially the last few episodes where he's taken it upon himself to hunt down Lucifer and now to, to track the, the Nephilim down. It's like he has his own quest and it feels important. And even though he just shows up sometimes, he just feels like so much more of his own character that, that fits in really well with the boys. And I like this a lot. And I like the way that Sam and Dean are both kind of restraining their emotion for him as they're standing there in front of him saying, we're going to fight for you. We're not going to leave you behind, even though they kind of feel like it's hopeless. It's just them restraining their emotions a little bit and just saying those, those tough Winchester things made it even more emotional. Um, them staying strong. <laughs> they stayed strong, but we didn't, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Dean says, we don't leave family behind. Mary asked what the play is. And Dean says, we're going to hit him with everything we got. Uh, we, we're basically back to um, the Ramiel walking into the barn at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. didn't mention it. They, they poured some holy oil. Sam's going to light it here. Uh, it's going to surround Ramiel, who doesn't look super impressed. Um, they, they want the cure. 
he says, <clears throat> Ramiel says, there is no cure. Uh, Dean Winchester's like, do you know who we are? And Ramiel's like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about this. I don't care about it's this. like, what? Oil. What are you, Robert Smith? I don't care who you are. Yeah. There's no cure. I don't care about, I don't care about Lucifer's little baby child. And they're like, oh, you know about that? He's like, yeah, I know about everything. But like, Diagon yeah. is taking a more of an interest in all of that, which again, like, I can't wait to see this, this, whoever this Diagon chick is. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Probably building that up too much in my, in, in my head, but oh well. Yeah, we might not ever see them. So, um, yeah, he just wanted to be left alone, but, um, he, Sorry. he cannot abide them stealing from him. Stealing? Mm? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, I just, nobody, like, I doesn't, I think Dean's like, we don't know. No, I don't even think he does. He just says, like, we don't have anything to give you. Like, nobody was vehemently denying because I feel like they're, they're open enough they could just be like we don't know what the fuck you're talking about dean dean says like we didn't steal anything from you homie like yeah. we, we we don't know what you're talking about and uh and Romeo gives him 30 seconds on the what did i call that the clock watch gives <laughs> 30 seconds yeah, on the, the clock, clock watch. watch uh a clock watch that can like fit in your pocket yeah exactly yeah that's exactly thank you chris appreciate the, the hit um gives him 30 seconds and of course they don't do uh anything and it's time for a fight scene. i was expecting something more I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I just thought there was going to be more with this clock watch and the and the counter going down. But he just very quickly is like thirty seconds, twenty seconds. It defies the cinema expectation that thirty seconds lasts a minute and a half, and it just like it just just, just goes away. And he goes, "All right, you're out of time," and that's it. Um, and he he manifests that lance, bro. He manifests the lance, um, pounds it into the ground, it, it, which clears the fire, and then it's time for a full on fight scene. Um, there's a couple of moments in here. Like this doesn't last very long. Uh, but there's like Dean gets kind of knocked to the side very quickly, and then he uh, he's fighting with Sam and Mary, and Dean comes back up and he's literally fighting against this fucking archangel wrought blade with a fucking garden shovel that and it's just yeah. like pure Dean Winchester, right? Like Dean is never one uh-huh. to like care uh-huh. about the weapons that he uses. Like he will just grab whatever is there. Like yeah. I see so much of uh, I know this is kind of a, a hack thing between me and you, but like I see so much of like Roland of Gilead and, and Dean sometimes of just oh, like yeah. who cares? Like obviously he has a respect for it, but at the same time he doesn't have the requirement for the like a fancy weapon or anything. He's just mm-hmm. like, let me get mm-hmm. the shovel and beat your ass with it, Ramiel. It's also it's care. just it's just kind of cool to see them fight, you know uh with like melee weapons i guess like yeah. it's not just shooting at each other and it's not just fists like they're for as brief as it is d- they're they're fighting with weapons and it's just kind of like fun choreography to see but it's also funny to see him like punching this dude and sam dropping an elbow into this dude like did y'all not see dean shoot him several times earlier in the episode what's a punch <laughs> gonna do what's a left hook gonna do to this guy um somehow they all kind of team up and sam gets the lance and is able to thrust it into the only thing you can do with a lance is thrust and he thrusts it into uh, Ramiel here, and uh, that takes him down. It's some pretty sh- serious shit. It's a good thing that uh, Sam had that Leo ring equipped for 25% extra counter yes. thrust damage. Dude, um, dude. Shout out All to my did. Souls fans, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the dude explodes. Um, he literally explodes, which we, we, we knew was going to happen based on what Crowley had told us about the Lance. Uh, before you could really even deal with that, Castiel screams and this like black Leviathan looking goo starts coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Everybody rushes up and like and to check on him. Uh, Crowley, who's been knocked out for this entire f- fight, like wakes up, walks over and picks up the Lance. And I really, I, the expected thing I thought was Crowley was going to like just jet with this Lance and be like, got my Lance back. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Um, instead, he kind of remembers back to Ramiel touching this rune work and saying it was all about the runes that made the Lance. And when he breaks the Lance, this intense blue light flashes from both it 
and Castiel, and Castiel is instantly healed. And I'm I'm into this. I'm fine with magic healing, whatever. Don't really care. Mm-hmm. Just what a shame to break the weapon. I was I, know. I really I really wanted one of them to have the weapon for some reason. Yep. To manifest that lance. Uh, I loved that Crowley did this because Crowley is so often helping them, but for his own gain and all that stuff. This, uh, other than just healing Castiel so then he can later utilize him, it doesn't really do much for Crowley. Like, it seems like him having that weapon would be more beneficial than him healing Castiel, but he figures it out. He deduces this, the situation on his own and then he just snaps it. And then he just he drops the pieces and walks away. Like he he made the the choice to save Castiel. He sacrificed a weapon to save Castiel. Exactly. Um, and I, I like the idea of Castiel. Excuse me. God damn, I get Crowley and Castiel so confused sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of Crowley doing this um, for not much motivation of just you know hey I, I it's this doesn't like further his goals in any kind of way except that and we we, we skimmed over this but the. In the conversation that Crowley has with uh, Ramiel, when he's like, let's do a different deal, he describes the Winchesters as like, you know, they may seem like idiots, but they have consistently overcome the most amazing <laughs> odds and beaten Azazel and Lucifer and Lilith and God and the darkness. Like they are, they have become an extremely useful ally. And, mm-hmm. and maybe, so maybe I'll take that back. Like I, maybe I kind of like the idea of Crowley being like, I'm just going to help them exist. <laughs> like they yep. seem to be doing yep. like, you know, yep. right now our, our, our goals are aligned and maybe this will cause me problems in the future. But right now, like they, they are useful to me alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. This episode made me like every single character more than I already did. Like everybody turns out some little moment that, that was cool to me um, or powerful to me. And which is weird, you know, just Dean standing and fighting for, for Castiel, Sam killing a dude with the Lance. Even Mary kind of being shady and shit made me more interested in her character um, because I, I don't want everything to just go well all the time. I want interest. I want drama. I want to I want to feel what's going on. I want it to feel organic. And maybe it's a little weird that she immediately abandons her sons or whatever. But I, I don't know. I kind of like the direction she's going in. So and then, you know, Castiel and Crowley both having these just interesting things kind of happen or, or in Crowley's case, interesting things that he's just choosing to do. It's just makes this this breakneck episode feel that much more exciting yeah what a, i mean just phenomenal like conclusion to all of this especially because of like yeah. the build-up of ramiel and then like the ability of them to just like oh he dropped the thing <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. it's a little like anticlimactic because they built him up a little bit but at the same time i'm like actually kind of that's pretty dope <laughs> like that's kind of yeah. cool and i guess it's like you could even argue um like so many others he thinks he's so far above that he takes for granted um the winchesters yeah he underestimates and crowley the winchesters, here and that's that's the, the, the their yeah. immediate mistake exactly crowley is like yo you can you can take care of him like no sweat no sweat but don't game. underestimate them because like they they keep proving time and again, and again that you know they're they're more than they seem and then ramiel goes in there and he immediately ignores them he thinks he can just start lancing it up he thinks he can just manifest all over the place and it's gonna be no sweat but well some sweat my bro some sweat some sweat, some sweat. Uh, before we leave, uh, Crowley disappears. He goes back to hell. Um, Can we just? I just want to say they do this like ecstasy of gold swell 
of uh, Western music yeah, well, as yeah. everyone turns to see Crowley after he snapped the spear. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's beautiful. It's it's an amazing scene. Like the 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 fake Morricone music is really great. Yeah. Um, uh, Castiel asked about like Romeo's property, and Dean's like, "Whatever, dude. Like, let's just get the fuck out of here." Uh, Dean picks up the lance, and I just wanted to call attention to this like very short scene that I'm going to try to gif when we release this episode, uh, which is Sam just like hovering over Mary as if to protect his mother. Like this giant, you know, 47 L motherfucker is like crouched yeah. down. Like, are you okay? Like, he's like so concerned with her. Like, are, are you, are you all right, mom? Is everything okay? Uh, like it was so goofy and also very charming because of course, Sam Winchester like, yeah, loves this yeah. woman. That's its mom. So it's kind of nice, but that's not it, Chris. That's not it. One last thing. One last brother. thing. Uh, back to ketchup um, at the, at the diner or whatever. Where at the beginning of the story, he said, tell me a story. And now we see he's talking to Mary. And he was like, okay, that was a quite, quite the story. Good job. Um, and she's super, super pissed. Because sure, she agreed to do all this, but she didn't know she was up against a prince of hell. Um, and, you know, this was, this was more than she bargained for. Yes. Um, uh, she says, don't fuck with me again, or I'm going to burn you all to the fucking ground. <laughs> and uh, he's like, is that a threat? She says, that's a promise. And then weirdly, I don't know if he's just um, appeasing her, but Ketchup kind of backs up a little bit. And he's like, I'm sorry. That was my mistake. Please let me see the item, though. <laughs> I, um, I want to talk about this a little bit because it's not something that I expected from Ketchup here. Because mm-hmm. he's been, again, you talk about a buildup. Like, from the very beginning, we've seen him like pretty being pretty ruthless about murdering monsters. And you know, he murdered all those soldiers. He murdered uh, that poor girl that they let go. Uh, yeah. Like he's been real ruthless about c- cleaning up and making sure that nobody can talk about anything. Um, yeah. So for him to like hear Barry saying these things to him, like you put me in a bad situation. Um, she says, you almost made me lose one of my boys. Uh, and which is like the first time, I guess the show has acknowledged that, or that she has like shown that kind of affection towards Castiel, which is a big mm-hmm. moment as well. Um, but like he just him taking that moment was like whoa like I I didn't yeah. see that coming like I was like wait what is this a, is this fake is she is she just is he just humoring her to, to get the item but like it looks legit but also he seems like a greasy little fuckhead so maybe this is just yeah. how he is I don't know like I I can't really tell yeah he's just you know that this could be just a deception to make her feel like she has some some more power since to me it's hard to be intimidated only because that line of that's not a threat it's a warning um or a promise rather um like you that's such a cliched line that to me i go i kind of roll my eyes a little bit like not not really but it's just something that i couldn't so when he backs down because of that line i couldn't tell if it was genuine or not because it just seems like the type of thing that he has probably heard before or you know encountered people like this before um and you know he'll he'll give an inch to then take the mile i guess exactly that's not how the expression works yeah. but um and i do want to go back to it like when she I, I got kind of chills on my arm when she was like you you know i almost lost one of my boys because of yeah, you in yeah. reference to castiel like uh just to hammer that point home because we didn't talk about it a lot like it just i, I like this this feels like a lived-in relationship like of him her ship because it's been 12 episodes like we've seen them mm-hmm. go through some shit together like of course and she can very op- clearly see that him and Dean are in a relationship at this point like yeah. and she's just going with it it's 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 really good and i think yeah just even though she's been sort of distant from the boys since she came back and maybe isn't making all of the the most family friendly decisions um you can tell that because 
the boys see Castiel as a brother or more, depending on which one you're asking. <laughs> um, because her boys love him, she's just is very willing to say, okay, then I love you too. Like, I, I, if my sons, the men that they are, if they have chosen to love you, then I know that you're, you're somebody that I can love too. Exactly. Um, so he asks for the item and she brings out the box and he opens it up and he unwraps it and it is the Colt. Yeah. I was pretty shocked, man. Um, I, that was cool. I was trying to remember the last time we saw the Colt. It had to be the, when we shot John Winchester with it, right? Or was that, or did we see it after that? Oh no. They, they get it back to try and kill Lucifer with it. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it does, it doesn't work. They, oh, so they go out to like a field or something like that where he's got all Lucifer had been like amassing an army or I, it's in season five. They go out to a big field somewhere and, and pull the trigger on him and it knocks his ass down, but it doesn't kill. him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can remember the scene, but I kind of don't remember the context. Of it. That's okay. I don't remember if he took it after that. Obviously Crowley got his hands on it at some point and you know, we haven't seen it since. Yeah. I was actually, I was trying to skim through the wiki real quick to see if they have any, um, cold stuff. The cult appears in the present for the first time since the season five episode Abandon All Hope, which is the 10th episode mid-season season five where, um, yeah, that, that's the one where um, Joe and Ellen, not Joe and Ellen, Joe and, yeah, yeah. Joe and Ellen, that, that's the one that they die, where they die. So, oh, okay. Okay. Um, um, that was, I think that was that episode. So. Damn. So, hell of an episode. But, uh, but yeah, so. We're not done yet. <laughs> We're no, not done yet. So you got one huge reveal. You go, what the fuck? She was stealing the cult for the British. Oh, my God. Um, and then we cut back for one more reveal. It's like them. They're, they're announcing, announcing Luigi's Mansion at the Nintendo conference. It oh, is. and one more thing. It, Here it, we go. It is extremely like that. I agree. Um, Crowley's back in hell and he is just talking, talking his shit, you know? Uh, he, oh, so he's what? He's making some calls and he's trying to get the cult back, right? Um, because he doesn't know that Mary took it. He just knows that the safe is now empty. Yeah. Um. Well, he knows he knows and, that it's in that house. I don't even think he knows that the yes, safe is empty. Yes. Yeah. Um. Somebody is in a cage in the room, and they are singing. And I'm gonna be honest with you. It actually took me a couple seconds to figure out who this was. Um. It. Um. Like it, I, I definitely recognized the voice, but then it wasn't. We're so used to hearing Pellegrino be Pellegrino that like and it was mm-hmm. and he was subdued a little bit so it was like I would question myself and then of course like they they kind of zoom in on him and you can see him in the shadow and it's Lucifer so we know he sucks um and we both I think have been pretty sick of Lucifer as a character yes um but for the purposes of this episode I actually was like down with this reveal it just I don't know I just think it was it was handled well to see him back in his original form um, I, I, I kind of wish she wasn't coming back. I just liked it as the stinger of an end of an episode. Yeah. Um, cause I didn't see it coming and to see him again, Lucifer back in his original form, um, him a little bit more subdued, like you said, just kind of pulling it in. It reminded me of, of old Lucifer when, when I was just a sweet babe in the wood and I was, I thought he was a great villain, you know? Um, but I'm sure I'm going to get real sick of it real soon. Yeah. This is, um, this is how I want to see Lucifer, right? Like I, I, mm-hmm. I want to see him, uh, be a little bit more subdued and not playing a fucking rock show in LA. Um, yeah. That said, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I was so ecstatic to figure out that, or when we, when I, what I thought happened, which is we put him back in the cage. Um, instead now he is in the literal cage and not the metaphorical cage. So I guess he's going to be around some more, which is fine. Yeah. This ends with, um, of course, 
Crowley as as Lucifer is making comments uh, about the boys saying like I can't believe you're working with those two dukes of haphazard which I thought was actually mm-hmm. a pretty pretty good joke um, and he says you know eventually like once they're done killing all of these other things like you're you're going to be in their sights and Crowley says you shut your mouth dog and Lucifer says that's not my name as the camera zooms mm-hmm. in and we get the scary spooky red eyes uh, which is still a cool effect like that's still pretty dope. I think they handled this this very well yeah it's very understated very very low-key um and and goddamn what a fucking just dense ass episode man like mm-hmm. i feel like i've mm-hmm. eaten an entire pound cake right now <laughs> yeah that was some good shit that was uh I, I said at the beginning and i'm saying it again now probably one of my favorite episodes yeah could be a could be a top tenor for me yeah. that was really good i agree um it is it is that fucking good uh you know great direction great writing good dialogue all the way through it lots of lots of little nods um i don't like i've cooled a lot on tarantino as i've gotten a little bit older but like you know yeah i I still don't think that you can really argue that the man makes i don't think you could say he makes bad movies like right like style yeah there's a lot of style a lot of style to it and it fits the supernatural universe really really well it fits super well nobody felt out of character at any point even though we're getting this kind of energy that we don't always get in supernatural it didn't it didn't feel strange it just it all flowed really well and even just the jokes at the at the diner you know the back and forth everybody was in character and it was moving fast and i would love to see these actors get more opportunities to kind of like you know fly off the cuff a little bit like that they're they're playing fast and loose and it's just it seemed like everybody probably had a great time making this episode absolutely i can't say enough good things about this one i had a really great time watching it i didn't end up having enough time because video games and chores but i was really (laughs) i was really gonna think i really thought i was gonna watch it again before this episode and i might end up watching it like again at some point just so i can like not have my hands busy during it and just kind of just soak it yeah. up because it's a really good episode. It's super fun. Like lots of cool yeah. moments. Um, as you can probably tell, because me and Chris have not been, I think this excited about an episode of supernatural in a while. Like we've been pretty into it, but we haven't been this fucking excited. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just great to get you know, such a pleasant surprise of, I mean, you were texting me, you watched it a few days before I did just saying like, Oh boy, I can't wait till you see this. So I, I, I didn't have the slightest idea of what I was getting myself into. I was kind of expecting like maybe another joke episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are always, you know, a, a, a good time. But this really, they just, they took it and they ran with it. And I hope we see uh, some more episodes like this in the future. Um, maybe they'll bring back uh, Spate for more. I, mean, I feel like he's done more directing since then. He's obviously a big part of the whole Supernatural club. Yes. So, um, yeah, he did a great job. And it's a great episode. And uh, hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you, as always, to our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. <laughs> if you were interested in me and Chris talking alongside early episodes of Supernatural, we have the first three episodes of our commentary series up on the Patreon. Go check that out. If you want to hear th- what that is, um, go look at our Twitter. We I have like a, a tweet, I think, up there that, where you can find a link to uh, the free one we put out for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout outs to all of the people that have been sending us DMs and tweets talking about how much they like the show. We can't just can't possibly tell you how much that means to us um shout out to our cosplayer dean demonic um, who sent us pictures of quote-unquote oh, dirty yeah. dean um which yeah. is a joke we have made a couple of times um yeah that was great sitting on his uh impala which is he has a cool fucking cherry red looking impala which I, super cool I, I think the black impala is iconic i had, don't think i'd ever seen a cherry red impala but that shit mm-hmm. looks pretty fucking dope i know i've said it before my uh my mommies have a baby blue one same year 67 69 my uncle's huh. my, my mother's brothers confirmed to me i said oh she had a she had a 68 or 69 impala right they said no 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 no, no. it was 1967 they both said it so fucking 
fast. It's like they were obsessed like, with They that were car. obsessed with the fucking supernatural. <laughs> and their scene. stupid little sister had it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for that. We, we very, yes, very, thank very you, much everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank um, you. And that's it. Be safe. We love you. Oh, wait. I got to preview the next episode, Chris. That's what we do at the end oh, of this podcast. Oh, oh. Um, I hope this is not just like somebody else directs because it's going to yeah. be like a lot of <laughs> it's going to be a lot of effort for me to pull up this page super fast for somebody else directing an episode. Uh, no, no, no. Jesus Christ. Sam and Dean ask Rowena to find Crowley's son. Oh, hmm. Sam and Dean direct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. I don't need to know that your logo's name is Clyde. I don't need, I don't need that. I don't want to know, bro. I just don't want to know. Tay for life, bro. Well, I got to turn my volume down. Whoa. Hey there, cowboy. What's up? Ranger. What? <laughs> Yeehaw, my friend. Just over here kicking some cows. Just over here rounding up some chickens. Wrangling some geese. <laughs> Rustling some sheep. <laughs> Escorting some, some donkeys. Uh, good uh, Sunday energy. Good Sunday morning woo. energy. Woo! I should have refilled my coffee, but you know. You want to you wanna do that real quick? We're not, we're not that, might, this. that might be too much if I <laughs> refill my coffee. You know what? It's not even noon. I could do another cup. Hold on. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. All right. I'll be right back. Welcome to another season of ASMRJ. I am SMRJ. It's been a while, folks. I've uh, had some personal issues going on. I had a, an illness that caused me to talk at normal volume, and that prevented me from recording YouTube videos, so... Thank you for everyone who remained subscribed and who are still clicking subscribe. I really, you know, I really appreciate that. We get a lot of good comments on the on the older videos, and that's always makes me very appreciative. Um, some very uncertain times out there, you know, COVID and the rest of the world and strange illnesses that make you talk at a louder volume than normal. But I'm, I can see the I can see the hope out there. I can see the hope in, and you know, not just the ASMR community, but in people as a whole. And I just just want everybody to know that I love them, and that. I finally, I'm growing to love myself. Um, talking at a louder volume really just—it really showed me some things. And don't worry, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna stop making these ASMR videos. But I'm—I think I'm a changed person. Everybody, I think this changed me. I got more water, so I'm gonna be having some liquid. <laughs> oh man! And this one's gonna be a long one to talk about too. So you know, yeah, strap this, in, this folks. <laughs> It's been a while since we had a bathroom break on this podcast. But, or it'll you know. be really fast because it's one of the ones that we like. So the ones we like take two seconds That's to true. talk about. That's true. Yeah. Every scene we go, it's good. It's really good that they did this. It's really good. I can't believe that was good too, huh? Wow. Super good. That's amazing. Oh, dude, I finished Ghost of Tsushima and I'm like depressed now. Is it, you got the gamer hangover, my man? I got the gamer hangover. I like, uh, I mean, I said this on Twitter, but I was super skeptical going in. 
because I just didn't think it was even in the trailers. I thought this should be my thing. I love samurai. I love that whole you know whatever. Um, but it just I don't know. It just didn't it didn't feel authentic, which is a dumb thing to say. But I got it. Obviously, really liked it, and I played it on the weekends. I would play for you know longer stretches usually, but pretty much like an hour or two at most a day was my usual go to. And this is like this is a big game. This is a 50, 60 hour game. But just playing it little by little every day for the last three, four weeks, I don't know how long it's been out for. Um, it just like became part of my daily routine. So I did literally everything and I got the platinum trophy like as I beat the game because <laughs> I had just I'd done everything else. Um, that's pretty. Baller. So that's the, the I can't remember the last time. I don't think that's ever happened to me. No, I don't think it's happened to me either. I always got to go back and do something. So this time I just thought like, no, like I'm, I'm doing all these things. And I started, I was texting you, I, was, I had some sweat. You were, you were sweaty, man. You were getting sweaty about it. I was like, it. what the fuck? Like, you know, you have a, a collections tab in your um, inventory or whatever in your menu that says, these are the things that you've done. You visited this many shrines. You've collected this many of this item or whatever. Um, and there's a, a duel section that says you've completed five out of five duels, but I didn't have the trophy for it. And I looked it up and it said, here are the five places you go for the duels. I was like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, that's not right. I, I have, I've done them all, but I didn't get the trophy for it. So it turns out that you have to do those like five extra duels, samurai fights, you know, um, plus all of the ones that are involved in the story. So it's the same thing with, uh, there was like, there's haikus that you write in the game. You go to these sections and you write a haiku and it raises your stats or gives you an item or something. Um, just like in real life just like in real life and i had gone to all the places and done them and i couldn't find i'm I'm checking a wiki trying to see like which one of these have i not completed yet couldn't find one but again there's there's a story one that i hadn't gotten to yet so i got these last few you know complete your collection trophies all right like during the end completing all of these final story missions and then beat the game and that was that so it was 100 percent completion and uh the platinum trophy but as soon as I finished, I was like, I haven't thought about having to play another game because before <laughs> going into this, I hadn't really been playing much either. Just Animal Crossing. And like my whole backlog is just JRPGs and I haven't been in the mood for a JRPG. So now I'm just back to really just playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> I've been playing um, a game called Undermine and uh, yeah. I need to issue you a public apology because I have been doing nothing but like frantically texting you about like all of this. What has to be complete nonsense to read it from the outside. Yeah. Um, and the occasional screenshot of like here's a Dark Souls reference or here's a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> reference um, but I am just completely taken with that game like uh, CJ streamed it it's on Game Pass um, but CJ streamed it and I was like you know this looks like a little dungeon crawler with a, like a, an overall progression system and it has a kind of look looks kind of like some, some good combat and mm-hmm. um, it's very much in the vein of Binding of Isaac uh, so except it's not I think and one of its strengths is it doesn't have the binding of Isaac aesthetic. Like uh Isaac has a lot of like baby fetuses and shit and like it's it's a real gross game. Um this doesn't really have any of that. It's a much cuter game. Like it reminds me mm-hmm. it's not a similar art style, but it reminds me how like everything in Dragon Quest is like cute first, scary second. Do you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Okay. Uh so it's it kind of gives me that like a similar vibe, but um you and at first I was kind of disappointed because like I like, for example, I got some bombs that when you blow up rocks, the rocks turn to gold, right? Fucking mm-hmm. it's extremely awesome. Gold it's is your main cool. currency. Like I'm, I'm fucking here for it. And then I walk into a treasure room and it's like, oh, here's some bombs that bomb 
like half of the room. So I'm like, I'm about to be rich as shit. <laughs> like this is going to be great. <laughs> uh, but the way the game works, like you don't, you can't stack bomb items like that. Like you just replace the type of bomb that you get. So when I picked up the room clearing bombs, it just put my gold bombs on the floor. And I was like, Oh, that's a bummer. And, and Isaac is all about like synergies, right? Like Isaac is all about getting two items and they combine for a weird or overpowered or completely awful effect. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed because I was like, man, that's that's like what what that's what gives Isaac the long lasting like tale is having being able to get all of those items and see what they do in weird ways. And it's sad. Right. Like I'm still having fun, but it's sad that that doesn't happen in this game. And boy, was I wrong <laughs> <laughs> as I as I completely like as I kept going and unlocking stuff, uh, I started getting more and more items. And I've had a couple of runs all based around either getting gold or making gold or having picking up gold electrocutes enemies and all of this other stuff like you can you can get a lot of crazy cool passive benefits and passive items that work together in really meaningful ways so uh the run that i just finished today which is my best run ever um was um i had i had a thing that made uh enemies sometimes drop food which increase which increases your health um some i had an item that sometimes duplicated food when it dropped so sometimes i got Two, two food, food items. Food. Yeah. Food. I, I had an item that turned food into gold. So now so, you got health and gold. So now I got health and gold. Um, I had an item that every time I picked up gold and increased my damage that I was doing. So I, now, okay. So every time you get, <laughs> let's, let's just, every time you get food, you get two food. Every time uh-huh. you get food, you raise your health. Every yes. time you get food, you also get gold. And now every time you get food, you get gold and you raise your attack. Also, from the gold. also I have an item that every time I get food, it increases my max health. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> okay. So there were times where I was literally like, like, uh, like two food items would drop and I would like be at full health already. And I would go hurt myself so that I could pick it up the item. And so I could increase oh my, my max health. Oh my God. Um, then I got an item that, uh, electrocuted item, electrocuted enemies when i picked up gold so now i get health max health i get gold and i'm doing damage to enemies and i'm increasing my own melee damage um and there was one more there was one more mixed into that too and i can't remember what it is now i tweeted about it but like there was just a bunch of like combination things and that just dude it was it was amazing it was yeah. <laughs> i was just walking through stuff like i would go into a room and normally you would like, kill all the enemies and like you can like scatter around the room for gold or whatever but th- then mm-hmm. i was just beelining for gold so that i could pick everything up and wipe everything out <laughs> shit was just exploding on the screen i had no idea what was going on like it was it was it was absolute bonkers it was a mess and uh the only reason and this is this is a fucking gamer triastrophe right here man uh the only <laughs> only reason yeah i said it i'll say Aww. it again <laughs> <laughs> gamer catastrophe uh oh I got past the boss of the third section. So it, each section is four levels and at the fourth level you have a boss. Once you beat the boss, you don't have to do them again. Um, and you have the option to skip that whole area if you want to. I kind of, I like going through the areas because you, you collect more stuff essentially. But um, I got past the, the third area boss, which had been giving me a lot of trouble. Like I was, I was really, it was a really difficult boss. He has this thing where um he stacks resist and he you could look like i was like what the fuck i'm doing zero damage to this guy all of a sudden what is happening yeah. i just couldn't figure it out but it finally clicked and i was able to get past it and then usually what happens is when you clear that boss for the first time 
you scrape by by the skin of your teeth and you get to the next area and it has all of these like enemies you've never seen and stuff you've never seen before so you instantly die and that did not happen to me like i I rolled through to the next boss i went through four entire floors to the next boss and then the batteries in my controller died (sighs) and there's very few games out there that i think it's like a i think it's a certification thing on microsoft's part like i think when you when a game when you run out of batteries the game is supposed to pause uh but this game did not so my dude just like next to a crystal fucking dragon that's shooting all kinds of shit at me and i'm actually doing pretty good i'm like yeah i'm gonna win this i'm doing great and then uh, my dude just stopped responding and i'm like what 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 and i'm like and then of course it takes you a second to realize what's going on oh yeah and then i try to like and apparently they were so drained because you know sometimes like you can you could put on turn on the controller mm-hmm. again and like get just a little bit extra i couldn't even get that like the light wouldn't even come on the controller and yeah. so is this this is an xbox controller with yes. the with like the double d's in it right the double a's yeah double a's, excuse yeah. me double d's <laughs> my double d controller is not we're not allowed to talk about that on bro the you don't oh well you get the if you pre-order a lot of anime games you get the yeah. double d controller i got the double d um, mouse pad don't worry man i'm right there uh, the, <laughs> um the the so I, does that even give you a warning when they start? To it does. It does. And I, okay. and I just ignored okay. it. Like that was my fault. Like I was on a roll and I was like, and then like it, it gave you gotta me the get war- the double D's dude. Way yeah, better, I mean, better way, vibration better, better, on there. Better, better performance. Way better grip. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. And, and of course, like I, I use rechargeable batteries and there. I have like an in a loop set up. So it was just a matter right, of right, right. swapping out the, the in a loops, but I was already dead by then. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my You're best not- run. It was fucking awesome. Like greed plus gluttony equals win. Apparently in that game. Hell and yeah, it, you got to try the lust run. I'm telling you, they, they try- need those double D's. <laughs> I need um, to. Uh, I need to figure out what would make a lust run. Like that would be pretty cool. Dude, not too long ago, my dad was like, "Hey, I found these. I was looking around. I found these. Do you, do you have any use for them?" And it's these rechargeable batteries from a Radio Shack. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you already right. know they're. Old. I'm like, dude, I don't. I don't think I need those. No, he's like, well, they, they probably still work. I'm like, dude, I remember we had this when I was in like middle school. I ain't in middle school anymore, man. It's been a while. I'm not using those crusty ass Radio Shack batteries. I don't care if they recharge. It ain't worth it. It's not worth it, dude. Just recycle them and get get, get Just, them out of your yes, house. Please. Why do we have those? I'm uh, um, I'm super curious because like I, I obviously I don't have kids and I would assume that by the time I get to uh, Papa Mosher's age like I would just have a bunch of stuff and I'd be just pawning it because I, I do that now like I'm like I need to get rid of this and I just go recycle or throw it away but like yeah. if I had kids I'd be like you need to come get this shit out of my house. <laughs> Even if it wasn't mm-hmm. theirs, I would just yell at them about it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't want it. I I got enough of my own shit. Exactly. <laughs> far too much, in Way fact. Way too much stuff. <laughs> like, the, the, like, they'll always be like, you know, when you move out, like, you're going to have to take all those books of yours with you. I'm like, I'm well aware that I, I'm not living in this house forever. Yeah, you know? I got, I got that know, on lock. Don't worry about it. I'm going to outlive her, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No offense to her, but I do hope that I live longer. That would <laughs> be a big age difference. It'd be a, a very sad, disappointing time if it didn't. Yes. I say so that. if yeah. all, everything goes to plan. If, you know, if the and worst gonna, happens, if the worst happens and Grandma Mosier outlives you, do you think mm-hmm. she'd be interested in guest, guesting or hosting this podcast with me? Or do you think that'd be a uh, hard? I no? just think, I mean, she might, she certainly, I bet she would say yes, but she, then she wouldn't remember that she said yes. So oh, yeah. she'd, she'd stand you up. That, ha- that uh, happens. And then she'd offer to make you French toast, but she'd stand you up. Um, where was I going with any of that? I don't know. I don't you know, know, batteries, completely different. Oh yeah. We're talking about double D's. So, um, you know what I was thinking about recently and you and I were texting about it. Um, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. And part of that was because Nomad Colossus, this guy who has, you, you know this, I'm just saying it for the audience's sake. He's this guy who's been making YouTube videos investigating the video game Shadow of the Colossus 
since probably 2005, six, seven, like right after this, you know, this old PS2 game came out. Um, I know some of you youngins out there might not know what a PS2 is. It stands for PlayStation 2. It was released in 1999, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's an oldie, all right? It's an oldie. Um, anyway, so he he released those new videos, which is so funny because he's just like, hey, just testing out these things that I discovered. I, I hacked this item, so now I can jump super high or whatever. Um, but that combined with playing Ghost of Tsushima and seeing some of the the environments really reminded me of Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. You and I were talking about it recently. Jeremy, I might go back and play it again. I might do a quick run on that. Dude, on that sucker. It doesn't take long to get through that game if you really like the 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 thing that takes longer that game is either figuring out where the boss is or just taking a billion screenshots with the photo mm-hmm. with the photo mm-hmm. mode because Jesus Christ. You were you were wearing out the photo mode in Ghost of Ghost of Oh, I really uh, was. Uh, I got to a certain point where I just like completely stopped taking them, which is lame because I got to a whole new area that had a whole new different look to it. And there was so many beautiful areas. But I think at that point, I don't know, the photo mode just like lost its charm. I didn't really care anymore. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really, really cool stuff that you can do with that. And I, I never get outside of my comfort zone with screenshots, which is a weird thing to say. But, you know, playing something like The Witcher where you don't have a, a photo mode, the only way that I could get a screenshot without the UI was to press uh, pause and the screenshot button at the same time, and there was like a half second delay. So as you're pausing it, the screen goes blank before the pause menu comes up. So if I hit it, hit the share button at the right time, it would take a screenshot with, with no UI, because <laughs> there's no way to fully turn <laughs> off the UI. Uh, at least there wasn't at the time. I think there is so, now, um, because I remember yeah. taking screenshots up without it. Um, but I was just used to seeing you know, here's a here's a vista with a character in the middle of the screen. So I was often doing that with Ghost of Tsushima. I was like, no, I have all of these options. I need to get a little crazy with it. I need to screw around. Um, but the other thing is, as beautiful as the world was in that game, I never really felt all that compelled to explore it for the sake of seeing the environment, I guess. Like, I would be like, oh, there's a blank area on my map over there. I should go over and see if there's an item I can pick up or something. Whereas Shadow of the Colossus is the only game I can really think about where you just wander around. Like, you know you will never, ever find anything. There's nothing to find. But that makes everything so much more interesting somehow. That there's this vast landscape and you can just go pick up nothing in it. Like, maybe maybe this is a piece of fruit. That's it. Um, I talked a little bit just, about this exact same thing on um, a Don't Give Up Skeleton episode with my, with my buddy Paolo recently about um, how atmosphere can be... Can, can create can create a sense of wonder in you to make mm-hmm. you want to fill in details of a of a story or of a place, and and like how atmosphere can be placed can be can be built with like a, a the intention of design of and, and I think that's something that I always go back to the Shadow of the Colossus of you know like they it feels like they built that world very intentionally even though like if it was up to me I'd be like okay there's here's an acre of land let's toss some rocks on it here's a tree yep. whereas they like. It feels like somebody sat down and was like, okay, like how would this organically grow? And how would this like mm-hmm. be here for a thousand years later? And what would it look like then? And what has it and, gone through? And like, we're not going to yeah. put any of that in there. We're like, we're just going to design and remove that and make people think about it. What and, was the function of this area 1000 years ago? Exactly. How did people yeah. get to this area 1000 years ago. Okay. Now what's it look like now? Like, that's so cool. Maybe we should, maybe we should do a whole episode about we this. Someday. Should, we, should, we should do an episode of uh, <laughs> local bones knows gaming on uh shadow of the Colossus one day. I would have a lot yeah. of fun with, that all 17 colossi yeah yeah um but for now we should talk about supernatural we should talk about supernatural before we get too carried away i should find my notes i haven't even done that yet 
Got them locked and loaded. What a hell, a freaking hell of an episode. Status is private. What is this? Oh, that's the commentary. So, okay, cool. Close, close. I only get, only upload those so that you can listen to them at some point. So, because <laughs> uh, Autumn hasn't figured out a way to, because she only listens like when she rides horses and stuff. So she doesn't mm-hmm. really, uh, she can't really watch TV and do that at the same time. Right, right, right. Um, shout outs to our DM people for telling me that the contact page was broken. By the way, like I, I had just, com- oh, yeah. I had just completely disabled that. So thank you. I hope I'm saying your name right, Arouge. We've been getting a lot of really nice messages from people it's lately. Been extremely nice, I agree. All right, this. Fuck, it's getting Bro, what are you doing? I don't. I'm trying to find my fucking notes. Stuck in the middle with you, bro. Do you like Quentin Tarantino, bro? And I was gonna say, like, who directed this? <laughs> <laughs> it's our boy Spite. Oh, really? Yeah, Richard. This was his second episode. I can't remember his first one. Um, do you? Do you remember it offhand? Uh no, no. Um, Is it spite or spate? We'll get in trouble if we say it. Yeah, wrong. I said it wrong the the first time we did this. Like when we had this conversation, I said it wrong. So, hold on. Let's see if I can get a pronunciation on, on this sucker. Um, pronounce wiki. Here, this this ought to do it. Oh, he did the um, Just My Imagination, the um, Imaginary Friend episode. It's Spate. Spate. S-P-A-T-E. Spate. Spate. All right. Randall Thor. Randall. Thor. Uh. Thor comma Randall. (laughs) (laughs) It's like saying, it's like, you know, Rand all Thor or however you say yeah. it is um it's like saying like Chris Topher Mosier. I don't know. Exactly. It's stupid. Yeah, it's if just it was stupid. Chris Topher Mosier, like if you had the pause there, um yeah. it would be weird. You I know you haven't really been um keeping up with that series, like especially nobody can keep up with me and Kyle because me and Kyle zipped yeah. through like I just really quick, books. really quick, just really quick. Jer Emmy Greer. That's Jer- how you would say it. Remy Greer. Um but like are you are you audiobooking those or are you just reading those? I, um, the first one I did both actually, which is not something I ever, ever do, but I was like, this is a dense book. I'm going to get the audiobook. So I switched back and forth. That was fun. Um, the second one I was just reading, I'm like 200 pages into it, which is probably why I haven't finished it. I do the, I do the thing where like anytime Nynaeve is talking, like I just, she's she's just basically like knee. (laughs) Like I just, I just don't even bother pronouncing uh, her full name. It's pronounced as Nynaeve in the audiobook. Okay. There you go. I was curious how the audio, audiobook handled that. Like, yeah. What a fun conversation that must be with a with a famous author to be like, yeah, how the fuck do yeah. you say any of these words? Yeah. Yeah. Targaryen. All right. 